0: We're back with more tapped out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetUL Network. The all days of the Merry Fight Night out there. UFC 269, the main car, right around the corner. We're breaking it down. Brendan Tobin in Miami. I am Sean Levine in Kansas City. The fights take place tonight at T-Mobile Center in Las Vegas. Coming up around the corner, we're gonna give you the method to the madness. We're not just gonna tell you who's gonna win the fight, we're gonna tell you how and when they're going to win the fight. So make sure you t- turn it up, whether you're listening right now on the BetQL network or watching us on twitch.tv BetQL. Of course, you can also catch us on the Odyssey app. So there were a couple of ridiculous things that my co-host had to say in the first segment. So now we're going to go back and forth, and I'm going to see if he uh, is going to fight me. Here's how this game works. I assume you like games. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop. Here's how this game is played, all right? It's called You're Going to Fight Me. I make a statement, and we're going to see if BT agrees or not. Sugar Sean O'Malley is a... Right now, you can get a minus 115. I'm sorry, a plus 115 to, for him to win by knockouts tonight. You can get plus money. That shouldn't be the case, should it? You're going to fight me or not? Mm, no, I, I'm going to fight you on that. Like I think that... For the idea of him to be plus, like, listen, he's still going in there and a guy uh, against Paiva who's a dog. Like, this guy is absolutely a veteran of the sport. You can't always feel like you're going to be teed up for everything for Sean O'Malley. Like, it's it, it's still an idea that he's got to go out there and earn it. It's not like everybody's – it's not like they're putting out there with some guy – who they, they just had him out there against a guy off the street who it was uh, – <laughs> who he had to go win against, and he still had his hands full. Like, listen, he took – I mean, I don't know. what, what Did he break the, the record for significant strikes – his last time out there, so it's it still took him a while. Five was a guy who's who's been in there a little bit more. He's been uh he, he's got a little bit more credibility to his name. So yeah, I would say that uh, that's that's fine. I'm fine with him with with it being a plus on that side. You know, Max has that significant strike record. Don't play. But there were a lot of there were definitely a lot of punches thrown in that one. Are you gonna fight me when it comes to the ground? Do Bronx Charles Oliveira isn't just the best in his class. He's the best in the entire UFC um i would say i'm not gonna fight you on that right now for the level that he's at for all the bonuses that he's gotten i'm okay with you saying that because thinking about it right now like the guy some of the legends that they're, they're starting to go away from the sport who've uh who you've known Jacare and all those types of guys i say maybe aljamain sterling is uh, is probably in that category right now maybe a gilbert burns uh but we've seen gilbert burns you know uh get to the the top of the sport and, and come up short against kamaru usman so I'm fine with you. Uh, you giving the rub to to Dubronx right now? He's a plus two fifty to win by submission tonight, and if that thing gets on the ground, you know it's a crazy bet tonight. I keep picking at these FanDuel odds. Is you can get twenty six to one odds on Poirier to submit him, and I don't think it's going to happen. But is it worth throwing out a couple bucks? No, I don't think so. I feel like I feel like if, if Dustin's going to win this thing, he's going to win it striking. I I, I mean. We saw that route the last fight out against Michael Chandler. Like he thought that he was gonna get Dubronx with something slick. Uh, I think that Dustin's gonna have flashbacks of thinking, "All right, should I go and try and win this via guillotine?" That's kind of his go-to move when it comes to this. So, nah, I don't think so, man. I feel like I feel like if he's gonna win this, you'd find another method to go uh, to go spend your money on to, to try and win a bet than uh, than Dustin by submission. What if I told you that the only person that can beat Amanda Nunez is the Bullet? You going to fight me yeah I am going to fight you on that now here's the here's the caveat I don't know if we'll ever see this fight because I feel like Kayla I feel like Kayla Harrison if they brought her into the UFC I'm a big Kayla Harrison fan I'm a believer in what she's able to do she's naturally bigger um even though Amanda's you know been more into the the featherweight game she's going back to 135 tonight I'd be interested in where they're gonna do that fight out. So maybe uh, you know, would they would they make a 155 division if Kayla came over and then Amanda had the chance to become a triple champion, something like that. Could they could they tickle her fancy like that? But, you know, Valentina, she's had two cracks. Yes, they've been very close fights. People have their debates about whether it went one way or another, but Amanda did get the nod on it. So yeah, I feel like I would fight you on that. I think that I think Kayla Harrison would have a chance. It's just a matter or not of the idea that they're teammates. They train together. They're at the same gym. There's politics. But for women's MMA, there's very few monster fights out there. Could they make it worth their while enough to say, all right, we'll put that aside and we'll make the fight happen. If there was a bullet versus the goat fight, if we got a chance to see Nunez take her on another time, how big of a favorite do you think Amanda Nunez would actually go off at? Oh, man. Well, certainly it certainly wouldn't be tonight. I feel like like there would be a lot of people actually uh, siding with Valentina because I do think there are people that think that she won. So I do think that Valentina, the more wins that she gets, I think it'd be probably the definitely be the closest fight I think odds wise right now that that Amanda would get if you if you had some matchup against Nunez, even even against Kayla, I think that Amanda would be pretty pretty heavily favored. I just like Kayla's uh, I like Kayla's skill set, I like the freshness of it, I like the size uh, advantage that she would have more so than uh, than a trilogy against uh, Valentina. Don't forget, less than an hour from now, Sugar Rashad's going to join us. Looking forward to our first big interview on our new sh- show, Tapped Out, here on the BetQL QL Network. We're going to be joined by the former light heavyweight champion, Sugar Rashad Evans. The Hall of Famer is going to join us coming up a little bit less than an hour from now. You're going to fight me if I told you that Dustin Poirier right now is the best boxer in all the UFC? No, I'm not going to fight you. In fact, I'm very biased on this argument, first of all, because uh His boxing trainer, Dia Davis, very near and dear to my heart, close friend. So I'm going to give my guy the rub there, as far as being the sensei for Dustin's boxing skills. And the guy that who always has the big claim to this is Max Holloway. We have seen this matchup. Max Holloway being the best boxer. Calvin Cater said I wanted that 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 claim. Okay, well if we I don't like doing MMA math, but if you're an MMA math guy, Max Holloway beat Calvin Cater, outstruck him. Great. Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier gave him the business. I mean uh you know i think at a time people probably thought cody was in that class not no more so no, no i'm not gonna fight you on that i would say i agree with you on, the, on that take with dustin there's a lot of those maybe like we were talking about the bull taking on the goat matchups that maybe could happen you talk about max poirier getting together again how unbelievable a fight would that be oh that'd be awesome i mean i would i would, I would watch that fight if you told me they were gonna fight every single week i would definitely tune into it because you know it would just be awesome with uh with with how they fight their style of fight they always come forward They like it like they're the kind of psychos that like to go into them and and point to the octagon, uh, the center of the octagon and say, let's go and they'll do it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a hell of a matchup. I I love that fight. You're going to fight me if I told you that Cody Garbrand is overrated. Yeah, I would. I'm gonna fight you on it on saying Cody Garbrandt's over. Based I don't think he's... on what? Because I don't think he's based think, on when. I think like uh, listen. I think that Cody Cody is uh, shot to the moon immediately. Like all this talk that we have about Sean O'Malley and Sean O'Malley's like oh the greatest thing the Sugar Show. Cody Garbrandt went and won the belt as a child, basically. And, Hold on. I'm and, asking about I'm asking about this Cody Garbrandt. I'm not asking about the guy that took out Dom Cruz five you didn't years. You say ago. this Cody Garbrandt. You said Cody Garbrandt in general, and I would say that Cody Garbrandt's resume would was smoke Sean O'Malley's every day of the week. Sean O'Malley, who everybody, oh look at his wild hair, he's fantastic. First of all, he's not he, he's stealing Cody Garbrandt's gimmick in a way. He was the one with the neck tats and all that type of stuff that he was bringing to the the the, the flavor that he was bringing to the octagon. So yeah, he's falling on hard times. Uh, and definitely like losing, you know, his losses to TJ Dillashaw are tough, but TJ Dillashaw is an absolute monster. He has been in there with the who's who that he's losing to. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out there and call Mo Ready. He's the one who's actually going to the lines then. Who the hell has Sean O'Malley fought? Cody a favorite tonight. I don't know why, slight favorite. Fan duel at about a point of minus one twenty-eight. Did you just give Cody Garbrandt credit for creating the neck tattoo? Did you really think he's the first person to step into the cage of one of those? That. Well, okay. it's 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 two people that have neck tats that I that are near to uh, that are near and dear to my heart. It'd be Cody Garbrandt and Birdman Anderson from the Heat. Love the Birdman, absolutely love the Birdman. Probably better tattoos than anybody in the Octagon. You're gonna fight me if I tell you that tonight's fight of the night is definitely going to be Emmett versus Ige. That thing is going to be a banger. Oh man, that is that is a good fight. I love Josh Emmett. Uh, that is a good fight. Uh, I love Dan I got- Ige. Am I gonna? Am I gonna fight? I mean, honestly, dude, you know what? And I, I, I know it's such a. It may be. A, you may feel this is like a cop out to say. I honestly think the main event's gonna be the fight of the night. I really do. I mean, like Charles and Dustin for me, is is got everything I ever want in a mixed martial arts matchup between resume, between no holes in their game. Um, Emmett and Ige. yeah, it's a great matchup. I'm sure that they'll put on a great show, but it also doesn't have the stakes that Dustin and Charles does. So. I will fight you on that and say, I'm going with the main event. It's going to be the fight of the night tonight. Let's go back to that main event, Brendan, because I've never seen a fight. I've probably seen fights where the odds are as even as this one is. Right now, you can get the champion as a slight underdog. You can get Poirier as a slight favorite in this one. But I've never seen a fight that a couple hours before it goes off, I have no idea how it's going to finish. You could tell me this thing goes the distance. You could tell me it ends after a punch a la McGregor versus Aldo. You could tell me that either one of these guys wins it on the ground. I don't think... The one thing that's getting enough credit is Duke Bronx being able to win this fight on his feet. It just kind of feels like everybody's talking about if he's going to win, it's going to be on the ground. And if Poirier is going to win, he's going to win on his feet, kind of like you said a couple minutes ago. This is the thing, the only, the only, uh, you're right, man. And looking at these matchups, it's tough to find holes. There's only one thing where I look and I say, all right, with Charles, did this come too fast too soon as far as he's getting in a step of competition? You look back at the guys they taken on. It, You win eight, nine in a row it's hard to poke holes in that too and fast he, too soon with charles Oliveira. he's been fighting I mean. since the nixon administration no, 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 no. but here's what i mean i'm talking about actually taking on title contenders the best of the best you're taking on a tony ferguson who's a shell of himself who got worked by by justin Gage. it's one thing you go and beat a mike uh, a michael chandler i have all the respect in the world for what he was face the bellator for a long time but michael chandler you know it, it, it's 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 crazy that he got thrown into a title fight that quickly in his ufc career And then you look at the other guys, he's taken on two of the other previous guys. They're not even the UFC anymore. So I think for that, that's the only thing I can poke in Charles's resume is like, I will never, I'll never knock a guy's win streak, but Dustin, he's been in there with nothing but champions and former champions. He's going in there with elite guys every single time. And the other thing is he's been in there longer. This is a championship fight. Dustin is hard to put away. He doesn't get knocked out. He hasn't been knocked out in five years. A crazy, you know, haymaker from Michael Johnson, um, and so I look at that and say, Dustin's got an advantage in experience, not only with going f- with fights going longer, but also just being at this championship level, this main event level. And so that's what I mean by too much too soon. It's just it's a step up in competition for Charles that I don't know if he think and I don't, and for him I don't know why he would think that. Like he's like, oh, come on, I'm the champ, I get it. But you you're you're the champ, but you kind of got a nice little opportunity because Dustin wanted to go make a lot of money with Conor McGregor too. Brennan Tobin down in Miami, Sean Levine here in Kansas City. You can get Charles Oliveira tonight at a plus 116, Dustin Poirier at a minus 136. We were talking about it kind of feels like it's just time for Dustin Poirier and that just list of killers. I mean, yeah, he lost to Khabib, but since then he took care of Connor a couple of times, right? Took care of Dan Hooker just before that. It was Max. It was Gaethje. It was a Alvarez and a Pettis both in their prime. And to your point about maybe... Bronx not facing quite the same competition for as long. His last couple of fights, I mean, he's fought the best of the best in their prime, right? He's fought Michael Chandler. He's fought Tony Ferguson. Say what you will about Ferguson, but that guy's still an animal. Before that, just to your point, it was guys like Clay Guida and Kevin Lee, who's no longer in the UFC. So it does feel like if you do the whole carousel game and say, well, he beat this guy and he beat this guy, that everybody should be all over Dustin Poirier tonight. Yeah, I, I just think, and it's it's not a great argument. It's just like again, I I think that they're properly being, you know, I think the lines are proper. I think that it is a very close fight because, you look, maybe you put Charles Oliveira against those top guys and he's mowing them through through them too. He's also a very big lightweight. Dustin is talking about this may be the last fight that I want to do at lightweight. So they're both they're both very big for the division as well. There's not like a huge, there's not like a uh you know is one guy getting ragdolled or anything like that. They're both good at striking. It's just, if I were to give Dustin a nod somewhere, that's where I would give it, is that he is a guy who has been in there with the best. He goes, he mm-hmm. he has been five rounds. And not only that, he gets better as the fight goes longer. Charles Oliveira, I don't think he's been in a fourth round. And that's kind of crazy. Like, I was looking at it, I was like, wow, really? Like, you would think with the guy that has that possible. But, you know, he's kind of, he's just getting to this main event stage. And he dusted, uh, he dusted Michael Chandler quick. So, yeah, man, I, I, that's that's about that's about the only place that I could go and look at this and say, all right, uh, Dustin's got a, a clear advantage there. But doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it can't get got before we weigh in in the next segment. I got one more and I'm pretty sure you're going to fight me on this one. I'm looking forward to Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley too more than I did the first fight. You're going to fight me on that. That's that's that that's the most egregious statement that you've made here today. Yes, I'm gonna fight you on that. First of all, this isn't the fight we were supposed to get. I wanted first of, I wanted I wanted Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. I'm a huge Love Island fan. All right, that's one. I want to see him in there with a real boxer. And not only that, the drama and Jake Paul's had with not only just Tommy Fury, but Tyson Fury now and John Fury. I don't give a, a rat's you know what about taking on Tyron Woodley again. Been there, done that, know what's gonna happen. Tyron Woodley's going to come out there quick. He's then not going to throw punches, and Jake Paul's going to squeak out a decision again. Seen it. What if Tyron Woodley was to come out and throw punches for the first time in one, two, three, four, five years? Would that get your attention? All right. Well, you know, well, you know, what, what, what if I walk out there today in Miami, and it's snowing? You know, like, what are you talking about here? Well, it actually happens to be here where I am. Well, I'm so no yeah, yeah. sorry about that. that. I didn't mean mean to appreciate that. We're looking forward to this card coming up. I, hell, I'm looking forward to all these fights, man. And coming up later, I'm not going to let you off the hook because I saw that interview that you had with Frank Gore, and you're telling me that Frank Gore is going to take down Darryl Williams. Ooh. Easy. I don't think that's going to be the case in that fight. we got to talk about the Lomachenko-Comey fight that's coming up later on tonight also. And then, of course, this main card is absolutely loaded. It's not just at the top with Charles Oliveira taking on Dustin Poirier. You got Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. You got Jeff Neal, Santiago Nibio. That's the only other one that I think could be fight of the night and take it away, maybe out of the hands of Dan Ige. Cody Garbrandt takes on Kaikara Franton, and then the Sugar Show is back. He takes on Paiva tonight. You can get Sean O'Malley at a minus 330 favorite. We're going to give you the method to the madness. Who's going to win? How they're going to win? Coming up next, you're locked in to the BET QL Network.